And we're live on Facebook, and welcome to all those listening in podcast land or YouTube uh, later on in the show, uh, or this week. Um, Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike, so it doesn't... Um, Your video then, feed uh, seems to be freaking out a little bit. Kind of does. Am I, am I coming across okay on the audio side, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. That's what matters the most for yep. our podcast listeners. So, uh... I'm doing good. Uh, my wife been uh, helping my wife as she, we had to put her on the COVID IR. Ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> on the COVID IR this week, uh, but um, I still have not. I'm not showing any symptoms, so so I'm still good to go. Okay. So far. Okay. So yeah. Um. Yeah, and baby turned a month yesterday. Nice. Yeah crazy to think that it's been a whole month so um before we get started let's talk about our headline topics for the show uh first we got our nascar corner and then we're gonna head we're gonna keep making left turns as we go into baseball rich what else do we got going on today uh you know mike we'll be talking about a little bit about the nfl as uh the schedule came out this week as uh well as some quick hits about the Oakland A's possibly no longer being in Oakland and a couple other topics I think and uh, the NBA the NBA playoffs start up before we will go on air next week yeah all that and so much more but first I have to get it ready so that I can make that statement that I make every week it's time to roll the intro Live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Bald and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, and we're back. Okay, folks, uh, before we get into any of our headline topics, as always, we had a poll question last week. Man, Rich, this was a slow, I, I think I did it. Was this a complete one-sided match? I don't think it, one of them got any votes. No, I, the when we were kings, Ye- I did not get any votes. That's kind of like how I was expecting it. So that's why I was kind of like on the fence. All right, do I want this to be the second to last poll or the last one? And so, you know what? It, it brings an end to our first round. Yeah. But, you know, just like in the NCAA tournament, there's always that one matchup that you know who's going to win that game before it even tips off and yeah. this was this matchup yep happy gilmore man that was that was crazy yeah so i i know so we both know where we voted yep. so that sets up our first quarterfinal matchup mike yeah heading As... into field of dreams versus mighty ducks are you That's uh, right are you cheering for the quack pack or are you cheering for the uh, field of dreams um, I, I know where I'm voting. Okay. But that's a topic for next week, Mike. Yeah. Nope, I agree. Um, so look for that to go live around 1230, hopefully. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're getting ready. Yeah. For, so uh, anything? Well, Mike, since we, yeah, well, before we go on, Mike, since we do have, potentially have new listeners that could be hearing our show for the first time, through YouTube, Mike. Why don't you tell them, tell the folks out there how they can find our poll questions and vote on them? Mike. Yeah. So if you want to participate in the poll questions, jump over to Facebook.com/fans of Balls and Sticks. It's on our fan page. If you go to our regular uh, Facebook.com/balls and sticks, uh, you can get linked to the fan page. Also, if you're on the fan page and you want to check out the show every week uh, at this uh, basic same basic time, uh, you can jump over to facebook.com slash fans of balls and sticks and it's linked to the balls and sticks page uh either way check it out you can catch it there that's where our poll questions are every week uh also if you follow rich or i on those poll or on facebook only we don't we've stopped putting those poll questions on twitter but we got other twitter 
pull questions for you. Those are mm-hmm. those have been going good. Maybe we'll talk about those in our quick hits if we have some okay. time. Um, I'm sure we will. So, uh, yeah, check it out at Fans of Balls and Six on Facebook.com. So, Rich, do you see what's coming up ahead? Is it a left turn? It is. And do you see what's after that? Is it another one? Because we're heading into the NASCAR corner. Okay. The NASCAR corner to, is presented today by Triple I Sports Cards and Sports Cards Incorporated, East Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all your sporting good, your sports memorabilia needs. Wow, got tongue twisted on that one, but check them out. Uh, they are on Facebook as well. If you want to give them a check out over there. Yeah. So Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Yeah. So, Mike, we were down in Darlington this last week, Mike. Uh, but before we give you the race results, let's go ahead and give our fantasy NASCAR shout-out, Mike. So, Rich, again, you won. I took second this week with a total of 186. But, Rich, you had 242. You had a killer week last week. Um, and uh, Funk House came in third. That's my brother, Tony. And Solomon bringing up the rear with 149. Still, uh, that brings our overall totals. I don't think it changes anything on where... No, it doesn't change the standings at all. Um, but uh, they're getting closer. Except for you, Rich. You seem to be running away with it this week. So Yeah, uh, that, the big Darlington win put some big distance between me and the Funk House. Yeah. In our overall standings. Yeah, that, that helped you out quite a bit. Um, and uh, speaking of you having a good time at Darlington, your pick of Denny Hamlin came in fifth, while mine of Austin Dillon came in 16th. Rich, that makes you the winner last week. Uh, the winner of the race, Martin Truex Jr., dominating performance. Rich, how much of the show did you get to watch? Um, I watched all of it. Nice. I, I watched the race from start to finish. So um, As did we. It was a good race. Even if it was, I mean, wow, Truex just—he never once he got that lead, he didn't give it up. No, that's that's. I mean, he just—it was a—it was a dominant race. Kyle Larson gave him a run for his money at the end, but yeah, wow, yeah, wasn't giving it up. Um, so, Rich, we're heading into Dover. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice from your research of what to do with your fantasy guys? Since how you won the fa- you—you are just kicking butt in fantasy. <laughs> What is your advice for fantasy people? Man, it's, I, I like to look at track history Okay. when I'm looking looking at it. So the guys that I have anchoring my lineup, they might not, is Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex, two guys that have just dominated at that track in their history. And um, trying to see who else did I put in my fantasy lineup real quick for this week. Maybe also uh, Kyle Larson. Look out for Kyle Larson at this track. And yeah. Yeah. Those um, would be the three guys that I would say anchor your lineup around. I, you know, I I can't say you're you're wrong on any of those picks. Uh, I would say look out for uh, Tyler Reddick. As a sleeper. Okay. And, uh, I mean, the Joe Gibbs cars are just looking great right now. So, any of the Joe Gibbs cars could do well. Okay. All right, Mike. So, the Dryden 400 uh, down at Dover, the Monster Mile. Um, we we decided pre, pre-show who we were picking. So, Mike, I'll let you go first by giving the, the viewers who your pick to win is. I'm going with Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, a good pick. Um, I'm going to go with last week's winner, Martin Truex Jr. I I said, uh, I I said, looking at track history, this in the Fantasy NASCAR app, which I think goes through 2014 on forward, it shows that he has never finished worse than 15th at this race during the wow. spring or the fall race. So uh, I'm going with Martin Truex. I don't know if he'll win, but 
He just needs to finish higher than Denny Hamlin. Yeah, that's all you need him to do to, to get the W in that. Um, Rich, anything else to look out for this week before we head out of the NASCAR corner and into the baseball diamond? I don't think so. Uh, you can catch the race over on FS1 on Sunday. And heading out of the NASCAR corner brought to you today by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, East Moline, Illinois. Heading over to the baseball diamond. So, Rich, this week, Cubs interview, not as good as I thought they'd do. I think you did pretty good on your, your guess. You gave them a little bit better than I did, or you were a little bit closer, but still, a 2-3 and three record this week. Yeah I, yeah, I think you had them only losing one game. I had an opposite. I had them going 3-2. and two. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, the, the story of this week seemed to be not hitting with runners in scoring position. They had a ton of chances in the, in the Cleveland series. I mean, hasn't that been the whole season? Yeah. It really has. It's it's totally been the whole season for them. Um overall they're 18 and 19, third in the division. Game man, I I just I I don't know what to do. Yeah, um, the injury bug is starting to uh yeah. To hit the Cubs, though, as uh, this week you saw Ian Happ's not back after taking nope. a nasty uh, collision with him and Nico Horner. And you saw Jake Marisnik get hurt, Jason Hayward kind of pulling up, and uh, Chris Bryant having to leave the game, uh, being under the weather and then getting hit by a pitch. But he seems to be okay as he came back last night and had a nice game uh, in the Motor City, though. So, Rich. After we're 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 almost halfway to the trade deadline, start of the season of the trade deadline, we're about halfway there. Okay. Who should they trade? Who should they keep? And who should they try to sign? I don't know about try to sign, as there's really no nobody sticks out there as kind of like free agents out there to add i'm i also meant on our team the guys on our team that we need to we need to sign for next year as well that's that's the other side of that and is there first is there anybody that we need to trade away like that you think it's their trade value is high enough to make it worth a trade the way chris bryant is hitting that would be the guy that could restock restock because you know I mean, is, but he's having a great year, and I don't want to see him leave the team. You know that that's probably going to be what's going to happen. It's just going to come down to are you going to get a package good enough to justify trading him? Is this – do you think it could be a rental, or is it a he's gone for good? I'm hoping it's a rental, as I'd love to see him back in a Cubs uniform. By the way, folks, the reason I bring that back, that I say, is it a rental, is he's he has specifically said he wants to be a Cub his whole career. That's that's why I say it. So theoretically, we should be able to get him back, but you know, a lot of guys want to be a Cubs their whole career. They say it a lot, but they don't they don't live it out, right? No. So, so, um, I agree. He is somebody that has trade value. Um, anybody that's not hot right now, that like, does Rizzo have any trade value? I think he does because I mean, because of his defensive, because of how how good as a defensive first baseman he is, that it's there, and there are teams that. I just I'm struggling to maybe find a good home for him. Yeah. Amongst the contending teams, or or the teams that we expect to be contenders. How about my favorite player on the team? I've been outspoken that this is the guy that we need to try to keep. Wilson Contreras. I think they hang on to Wilson. Okay, long term or or just uh, this year. At least this year. Okay. I don't know where he's at long term. Okay. They don't have a good 
right that could easily step in and get behind the dish and be a solid contributor for the lineup every day i don't think they have that they have that replacement on the roster just yet and to where i think there would be a major hole if they decided to trade him at the at the highest value what, what do you think of javi does javi survive the entire year that's one that's scary um His production is not what it has been. He does not look like the player that everybody thought was the greatest short, the greatest shortstop we've seen in 20 years. His defensive play has been, but his offensive play has been lacking. Mm-hmm. It has been very inconsistent. And honestly, most teams are playing this money ball co- concept, and they're saying that they. I'm, I'm formulating this in my head, but uh, would you agree that the Major League Baseball is starting to head towards the same route that uh, that um, the the NCAA is? Defense doesn't matter. Hmm. If you I look- still think I still think defense matters, but it's that they're at least that they're okay putting a guy in the lineup that's a three result player, yeah. which is a home run, a strikeout, or a walk. They're okay sacrificing batting average if you can put up power numbers. And the the bigger thing is they are. I think teams are willing to to sacrifice some on the defensive side in order to get that offensive play. Yeah. I mean, at least with Javi and Bryant, they're going to have a lot. I think those two could have a lot more trade value than Contreras and Rizzo because they can play other positions. You've already seen Chris Bryant play five different positions this year. Yep. Third, first, and all three outfield positions. Yep. So if they are wanting to trade him, they are clearly showing that, hey, he, he can play more than just third base. You can put him anywhere in the diamond. Yeah. So that's going to really widen the number of teams that they could trade him to because you're not pigeonholed into, well, he can only play one position or DH for you. And Javi, while he hasn't played, while he's only played shortstop the past couple of years, he showed when he was younger during that World Series running team in like 15 and 16, that you could plug him in and put him at second or third as well. Yeah. Um, and with his speed, he honestly could go out and play the outfield fairly easily. I don't know why you would want to give up his his infield, I mean, amazing play, but he's got the speed to go out to the outfield pretty easily too. I don't know if I would want to put him out in the outfield mid-season without, without any training or without any spring training, but but yeah, I, I guess I could see that if he had an off season, if he had an off season working in the out, working as as an outfielder, like maybe being an emergency outfielder. But I, I don't know if I'd want to put him out there in the regular season, having no. I no, I agree. Having no game time, but actual game time speeds. Conceptually, his speed is enough that he could he could cover almost anywhere in the outfield if you put him in center. He's got that speed. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I I don't I, I don't know if I fully agree with you on that one, okay. but but I think that you would be losing a lot of his defensive prowess. Yeah. If you didn't play him at short or second. I mean he he's a he he is changing the game as far as shortstops goes in general. So yeah, you just leave him there. You leave him in the middle infield, and he's good. Like it's just it's how it's been for years. So, no, I don't I don't disagree. I just it's something to think about. Is all I'm saying, Rich. Okay. So. All right. So next week, Mike, two against the Tigers to finish up the weekend. They come home. They'll have four with the Nationals, and then Friday night they start a series with the Cardinals. Yeah. Where do you see them going this week, Mike? That's seven games. Seven games. Um, 
I think they can win both the games against at, at Detroit. I think they okay. they split the Nationals. I think they lose the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Four I think and a lot. Four and three. You're going four, four and three. Four wins, three losses. Uh, okay, that's a roller coaster week. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I think that's the best possible outcome. That's the best possible outcome, by the way, folks. I I hate saying it. I mean, on paper, this team. We've been saying it, and I, I don't know what where the problem is. On paper, this should be one of the best teams in baseball. They just aren't putting anything together. Well, I don't know if they're the best team in baseball. I, I said one staff? of one of the best I, teams in baseball. I don't know. I can't even go that far, Mike. If they had better starting pitching, yes, I'd say on paper you could say that they're they're one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah. But with a it, playing in the Central Division, which as a whole is probably the weakest division in baseball, they shouldn't be in third place. No, they that's... should be the class of that division. Yeah. But they're not. Um, so or at least they're not playing like they are. Yeah, and and it's gonna hurt all of the guys because they're any any hopes for making big contracts are starting to go out the window here. Mm-hmm. None of these guys are deserving record-setting contracts. You show me a guy on the Cubs that deserves a record-setting contract, and I'll laugh in your face because none of them have proven anything over the last two years, at least. Three is three years ago they did all right. So could you see the guys that are going to be free agents at the end of this year? The three big ones, Rizzo, Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez, maybe taking a pillow contract and doing a one-year deal, a one-year prove-it deal somewhere, and then going to free agency in um, at this point. I don't twenty twenty-two. I don't see any of them making the money they think they they deserve. And then, honestly, if if they were playing to what we've seen them play, what they deserve. But they haven't been playing at that for at least two years. I would almost say three. So it looks it's looking more like 2016 was almost a, a fluke than it was what this team should ha- should have been playing like. It really makes you bring into question if we had one of the most underrated guys in on our team in all of Major League. Zobrist. Hmm. Since he's had his issues over the last two years and retired from baseball, he retired last year, this last year, but Two years ago was when he didn't play the entire season because of being in the middle of a divorce. And so you're the, saying Zobris was the glue that held that team together and was the difference maker. Look at the numbers. I'm not saying he was the he was the best player on the team. I'm saying his leadership backed up Joe Madden's quirky ways to make a team gel together in a way and make them play better. Look at the okay. numbers. All right. A lot of a lot of other people point to Dexter Fowler. I think the that's another good one, the too. Same since Dexter Fowler. They allowed Dexter Fowler to walk in St. Louis. Yeah. those. I don't think looking at what Dexter Fowler has done since he left, you can point just using the numbers, you can point to, you know what? He might have been... He hasn't been the same since he left the Cubs either. So I don't know what he would have been as a difference maker, but a lot of people point to that revolving door in center field and having a lack of a leadoff man. Yeah. Since Dexter Father left has been a big difference on the Cubs offense. Yeah, I would say that has a, bu- a bunch to do with it too. Um, I just – I'm I'm saddened by what I'm seeing because I, I, these are guys – I mean, six years ago – seven years ago, we were looking mm-hmm. at this team thinking we were going to have three or four World Series rings. And they got or if one. anything, at least more than one. At least more than one. 
were we were positive to ourselves going into the 2015 season and honestly looking at the 2015 season i would say rightfully so um going into the 2015 season we were sure we were getting at least two right yeah i, I can agree with you on that at least two and i thought at the time i thought we were good enough we might have been able to see three rich you're you're starting to fritz out again i'm not sure what's going on but um so we were seeing we knew at least two were happening at the time and now mm -hmm. we only have the one what happened and i i think that dexter fowler that dexter fowler call is actually a pretty decent one not having we we haven't had a a, a center fielder since we haven't had a solid center fielder since we've like you said, we've had that revolving door. And the other side, and I would also agree with this, is we haven't had um, our starting pitching hasn't been the same. No. You're trying to... I don't know. I mean, I, I think as well, the other thing to think about is did you did you overvalue some of the prospects that aren't on this team anymore? Yeah. That front office really really hyped up and really wanted to see Kyle Schwarber and Albert Omora succeed and thought that they were the keys. Kyle Schwarber is succeeding, by the way. He didn't He didn't succeed okay. in Chicago, but look at what he's doing over in the Nationals. So he's still doing well. Yeah, I think he's still, he's still playing at... I don't know if I would say he's playing at all-star level, but he's playing pretty darn good, Rich. Okay. So I don't know, I mean, but I think, I mean, the, the really key thing is while they really hit on or hit or really valued wanting to get middle infield or the best hitting prospects available, the inability to develop pitchers to come up through the minor leagues to fill holes is really starting to really starting to hit them hard. Yeah, I, I having to trade away those young position players to get pitchers in return. I totally agree, Rich. I think you you're hitting the nail right on the head there. So, um, no, I I man. Okay. Um, anything else in in baseball you want to talk about now, or do you want to wait until the quick hits? No, nah, we'll wait till the quick hits. Okay, we'll move on to the NBA playoff preview uh, as they start this week between the shows. Um, so we're going to talk. Um, Rich, uh, your division winners out of the West are the Jazz, the Suns, and the Mavericks. How would we do on those ones, Rich? Well, we got the Mavericks right. We did not get the Northwest right as I picked Denver, who came in second in the division, I think. You picked the OKC Thunder, who had the third worst record in all of the league. Second worst in the second worst in well in the conference. Okay, third third overall in the NBA. Yeah, um, and we both picked the Lakers out west, where it's looking like they're not. They could be doing. They could be in the play-in tournament. But I don't think the problem was. I think the problem has been injuries. You we can't you can't predict injuries, folks. So no, you cannot. You can't. These were preseason picks where we were going with who we thought was going to win the divisions. And we also even said it in the preseason that winning your division isn't as big of a deal in the NBA as it is in the NFL and and the MLB. As the Mavericks, while they won their division, are going to be the number six seed. Yeah. Um, so winning your division doesn't impact where you are seated in the playoffs. It only guarantees maybe that you make the playoffs to begin with. Yeah, and right now the only team that has clinched a division win in the East is the Bucks, which we both got. Yeah, we both pushed the Bucks. Uh, the Southeast division is still kind of undecided. Yep. As the Heat and the and the Hornets are still pretty close yep in this uh, hawks i'm sorry the hawks yeah the, the hawks. hawks and the heat are still pretty close neck and neck and who's going to get the division and neither of us got the east mike as the 76ers look to be getting the division well you picked the raptors to take the east while they won't be in the playoffs boston has locked up a position uh, a spot in the play-in tournament yep. for either the six or the seven seed 
the Nets could still win that uh, that division. Okay. They can still the Nets and the it's between the Nets and the 76ers right now. Uh, the 76ers look like they're they're primed to win it, but the Nets still technically have a uh, have a chance. Okay. So new this year, much to the um, the hour of some players, is the play-in tournament this year, Mike. Yeah. Which we'll see it to where, really, Mike, even more of the NBA makes the playoffs than really should nowadays. As I mean, it, you... it, they were already making more of the team. They were at, what, 50% of the teams made the playoffs already? So every you year. You have to have the eighth highest winning record or winning percentage in your conference to make the playoffs and, and every year every year it used to be um you had to be in the top half you had to be, actually you don't even have to be the top half because 7.5 is technically half so you you can be technically in the bottom half and net was in in winning percentage in your in your conference to make the playoffs eighth was technically in the is technically in the bottom half of each conference they've made it even worse they moved it down to 10 that means worse teams the wizards at 33 and 38 they have a they have a 465 winning percentage yeah the indiana pacers and the hornets 33 and 37 they're both playoff bound the Spurs thirty. I mean, the Spurs are thirty three and thirty and thirty seven. How is this acceptable? I think I don't love the NCAA. I never have. It's something we've talked about on here. But the NCAA has regularly proven to the rest of the world that you should be five hundred in order to make a bowl game, and I mm-hmm. think the same should be. You you got to be at least five hundred to make it, make the playoffs. Now, if that was the case, the East wouldn't even have eight teams. Wouldn't even have eight teams. I NBA, you got to do better than this. This is you're putting teams in that. I mean. The 76ers play the if the 76ers play the Wizards, they could put their practice squad out there and probably still win the game. Yeah, but once again, Mike, I think this, in my opinion, I think this all goes back to how a lot of the NBA teams are constructed with the of wanting to have the super teams, whether that's buying them, whether that's players coming together and saying, "Hey, let's all sign together on this team." or the owners trading for players. With the NBA, there are a lot of cases where there are a lot of haves versus the have-nots. And there's teams that regularly will tank for high draft positions. Because they know that they need to draft the high-profile players because they know that even with mounds and mounds of cap space, the big guy, the big-name guy is not going to go sign with them and be the only guy on the roster. Yeah, I just superstar I, mentality in the NBA is what's caused a lot of this. I'm, it is. Yeah, I I don't like the play. I mean, the playoffs are, are starting to suck more and more. Um, and the whole reason for the play-in games, the reason they did it last year, nobody's going to admit it, but the reason was to get the Pelicans in because they wanted Zion Williamson to be able to be in the playoffs. He didn't even make it this year. Yeah, I mean, I think last year, a lot of it had to do is because there was such a big uneven number of game of teams playing the same number of games, which is you had the same issue this year. Is a lot of the games didn't necessarily get made up if COVID canceled the games, so there there was an uneven schedule. So I think there's there's a reason for maybe having the playing game, but I don't think I would have gotten it down to where the ten best teams in the league go to the playoffs yeah it's dumb uh, for a one game playoff i mean at least if you're in the nine or ten position you are having to win two games to make to go into the official first round of the playoffs but that's that's still that's uh i don't like it i've already closed out of the uh the ncaa 
Oh, I forgot to do. Well, okay. So, folks, we're going to give you our preseason predictions and then our pre-postseason predictions. Rich, okay. um, you picked the Nets and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, are you sticking with that? I am not. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that Kevin Durant and the Nets beat the 76ers to go into the NBA Finals. Okay, so you're sticking with the Nets representing the East, um, but you're you're changing that the 76ers are going to be in there. Um, I am actually yeah. going to stick with my preseason prediction of the Bucks over the Nets. Okay, and I think that's a solid pick, Mike. I mean, they're, we still haven't seen the Brooklyn Nets play together as a with their three their three musketeers of superstars all play together on a consistent basis and I think James Harden is still coming back from being injured but supposedly he's going to be ready for the playoffs and I think the playoff run is going to give them is going to be enough to get them there okay I can so that's why I'm going Brooklyn okay I don't think that's a bad pick I just you know the Bucks, For me, I think. it came down, yeah, the, the, the superstars joining together versus the superstar team of that was my problem drafted, is that was drafted together. We haven't seen them gel. We haven't seen the the Nets do anything like every time they've been on. They they haven't. They don't have a great history of being a great team with those three guys. So I can't. Not going to do it. Um, okay. Moving over to the West. Rich, we both picked the Lakers over the Clippers. Is that going to be how it goes? Man, I, I, I this is about such a tough one for me to pick because okay. such such a much so much of the Western Conference could change by the by close of business on Sunday when the final regular season game is played. As you could have the Lakers being in the playoff tournament or they're as the number six seed. Or you could have the Clippers being the number three seed or they could stay in the number four seed where they're currently at. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Western Conference number one or two seed in Utah or Phoenix, would you want to face L.A. or Golden State in round number one? Because of that play-in tournament. Yeah. They could. That's, that's That's a great point. Um. So, Rich, what is your pre-postseason pick? Who's winning over who in the Western Conference Finals? I went with Clippers over the Lakers. I, I same teams, different outcome. Same teams, flipped them. Okay. Uh, I actually don't have the same teams. Uh, I have the Jazz beating the Clippers. I kept the Clippers in there, but I don't think they're going to win. The Jazz are amazing this year. Look for okay. them to win the win the the. Uh, Western Conference um, Finals. Rich, what do you think? So you, ha- your prediction is the Nets versus the Clippers. Is that correct? That's who I put in the finals. Okay. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Nets with their, with their, with the amount of superstars on that team. I think they can come with, come together and get that win. Okay. Um, I am putting the Bucks versus the Jazz. Okay. The Bucks are going to win. All right, Giannis gets the championship. Giannis gets his championship. So, folks, stay tuned. Um, we probably won't cover as much of it as we probably should, but we'll cover a bit of it. Yeah. Not really big NBA fans. Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I think what we got next, schedule re- was released for the NFL um, let's start with um, there's going to be Tampa Bay gets to start the season and uh, gets to play a team that means they're going to have the highest rated regular season game we've seen I'm, I'm putting it out there the highest ratings for a regular season game is going to be made this year okay Um, because they're playing, who did they get on the Thursday for the Thursday night opponent? If I remember correctly, I got I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it back up. 
not that game. The Cowboys is that is not the game that's going to be the uh, their their is opener. The, their, is it their game against the Patriots? Their game the against the New England Patriots will be the highest uh, the highest ratings we've seen in an NFL regular <laughs> season game. Yeah. Wow. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. That's October 3rd, so that's a Sunday night game. Okay. What else are you doing on a Sunday night? Watching NBC football. Okay. Watching the football on the NBC. So that's that's that. Two, it's Tom Brady versus the Patriots. Boom, more reason that the ratings are going to be higher. I, it, it's October, so it's going to be a nice day in New England. Uh, they currently are saying limited in-person attendance. I'm going to say by then they'll at least be at 75%, if not 100% full capacity. Yeah. So do the Boston crowd boo him or will they cheer him? Ah, that's a good question. My question is, is uh, Crafty and Tom Brady going to kiss on the lips? Mm. You know they like to do that. I, I did not, but okay. If you if you watch, uh, there's lots of times where you see Kraft and uh, and Brady kiss on the lips. It's really weird and awkward looking. Uh, I th- I'm sure there's probably a YouTube video of. Uh, yeah, I I did, I did not consider consider that so i didn't take too big of a look at the schedule there was like an oddity i guess with uh detroit getting to run the bird gauntlet that i saw of getting to play the all the team names that have a bird in them so the eagles ravens eagles falcons ravens seahawks and i probably forgot one but anywho um, I guess nobody that's ever played all those teams in the regular season has ever run the gauntlet and gotten wins against them. Detroit's not going to be one of them. No. Because Detroit's horrible this year. Detroit's going to have be horrible this year. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I, honestly, um, so look, there's one. I, I'm just, I did a quick Google image search, and I have okay. one, two, three, four, five. Five different images. Five different images of Tom Brady kissing Robert Kraft smack on the lips. Huh. Five. Five. Wow. So I'm guessing they're gonna they're gonna make out on the on the field. (laughs) We'll see. Um, COVID would say no, but. Uh, so those are the two big games that I two of the those are and both of those are going to be hugely rated. Both their season opener against the the Cowboys. A, it's the Cowboys. B, it's Tom Brady. Going to be a hugely rated game. Two that uh, that game, Tampa Bay versus uh, Robert Kraft and his New England Patriots. Okay. Yeah, I like a, I like the Chiefs Packers matchup. Oh yeah. If Aaron Rodgers yeah. is still in Green Bay. Yeah. Um So, speaking of Green Bay, they play a team we love twice. Let's get into the Bears schedule and where we think how we think it's going to go. Yeah. Do you want to break down week by week or do you want to do you want to just you give an what? overall? Yeah, yeah, Let, let's break them down week by week. We're only we're doing pretty good on time. Yeah, right? we're about forty-five so just, minutes just in. And quick, we... it'll be a quick win or loss anyway. Yeah. Um, and we only have the pre-hits, and we have the the quick hits, and so yeah, yeah, not too bad. All right, so they'll start the season at SoFi, going out to SoFi to face off to face Matthew Stafford and the Rams, and that's going to be on prime time on NBC. Win or loss, Mike? Loss. I I agree. Week two, we'll see them on Fox. Seeing Joe Burrow and the Bengals yep. at home. Yep. That's going to be a win. I agree. I think that's going to be a win, too. Week three uh, brings them into Cleveland to face the Browns. What do you think? I'm going a loss here. 
This is where you and I disagree. I think they beat the Browns. Week four has them at home against the Lions. I think that's an easy win. I I agree. Week five puts them against the Raiders in Las Vegas. I put a win, but I'm not confident with it. I put a loss on that one. Then Green Bay comes to town. Rich, what do you think on that one? I, I gave him a win here because it's in Chicago. But once again, it's one that I'm not confident with. But if Aaron Rodgers isn't on the Packers, I, then you, it's definitely a win. You just stole it right out from under me. Uh, a win if versus non-Rodgers, as the team sits right now, it's going to be a loss. Okay. All right. So week number seven sees him go down to Tampa Bay. Yep. To take on the Bucks. Win or loss, Mike? That's Tom, Tom Brady, man. Yeah, I, I mean, last year they went down to Tampa and got a win, or yeah, they, Tampa they got a win against Tom Brady in the pack in the Bucks last year. That's not going to happen because now Tom Brady knows that playbook, so well, I have that as a loss. And Tom Brady, yeah, and Tom Brady doesn't have to fly up to Chicago. Uh, Niners Bears in Chicago. That Niners team, if they hit. And, and Kyle does what he looks like he's going to do. I think they're going to win this game. I think the Niners are going to win. Uh, look for a loss for the Bears. I have a win here. Okay. Not a, that's, that's one of my least confident losses. Mm, okay. So I, I will say you could be right. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Rich, we talked about this pre-show your honest reasoning on your first your pick and then your honest reasoning on why i'm gonna say a win but most of it has to do because i hate the steelers do you logically think they're gonna win or is this just hating the steelers that much well did the steelers do anything to improve their offensive line i still think it's a i still think it's a loss for the Bears. But did they do anything to prevent no. the offensive line behind an aging Ben Roethlisberger? No, but no. Yeah, I still think it's a loss. It, it also depends. Is, is Big Ben working out right now or not? I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Um, we have a bye week after that. It, yeah, we have. That's when our bye week is. Get rested. Week Ten. Yeah. Come in and play the Ravens. On the 21st, win or loss? I put it as week 11. I'm going to go loss there. Okay. Week 11, a loss as well for me. Then they play two games in four days. An 11 a.m. game versus the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. What's that look like? That's going to be a win. I agree. I agree. Uh, And then we play Arizona in Chicago. Is Arizona going to be able to handle the cold that comes with December 5th in Chicago? I don't. I'm I'm giving them a loss in this game because I think I like what Arizona has done this offseason. I don't think it's going to be freezing, freezing cold. By the way, December 5th, by the way, uh, after we get through this, I, I'm going to ask you another question that has to do with the Bears. I put them as a win here. I think it's going to be fine. Uh, Arizona's going to freeze up, literally, and uh, we're going to see the Bears walk off the field with a win. Then they go into Green Bay. Oh, man. How's that going to go down, Rich? Um, I have that as a loss. I agree. Not go, going to Green Bay. That's going to be lost. And it's a night game, by the way. Who thought it was a good idea to put a night game on a Sunday night? <coughs> a Sunday night night game in Green Bay in December. That's going to be a cold game. Bears are still going to lose it. Uh, then the Vikings come into town on the 20th. Um what are you thinking on that one, Rich? I'm going to give that a win against the Vikings. I do have that Vikings game as a win. That Vikings game is a win. 
after that, they fly out to the West Coast again, hang out in Seattle for a, another. By the way, that uh, the 20th is a Monday night game. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they, they go out to Seattle for a 3.05 game in Seattle. What do you got that one going down as, Rich? 15. Oh, wow. Being in Seattle, I'm going to go a loss in Seattle. Then we have Green Bay, or then we have the New York Giants coming to Chicago. That's a win. By the way, yeah, I also had a, I had you. Seattle as a loss as well. Uh, and then uh, going up to Minnesota, I have that as a loss. I think they can sweep the series against Minnesota and get a win there. Okay. So, folks, that is our predictions. Um, we have them in Rich. We both wrote them down. Uh, so that means that Rich, you have them at eleven and six, correct? Yeah, eleven and six. I'm not. It's not a confident eleven and a six. Does but... he, so eleven and six? Does that win the division? You could, you you're the one that put him at eleven and six. I know it. It just could. Yeah. It just could. I think it could as well, but I don't think they win the division. I think they. I don't even think they have a winning record. They go seven and ten. Um, now, the bigger the bigger question that 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 winning okay. the division was not the question. Gotcha. Okay, looking at the schedule, at what point? <laughs> at what point do we see Justin Fields? Wow. I'm saying it is – I was going to say the game against the Steelers, but I think because they have a bye week after that, they're going to wait and play, put him in against the Ravens. It'll be against the Ravens. That's going to okay. be the first game he comes back because, again, it's the first game after the bye week. You don't want to put the pressure on him to – to come in now, I think that's the first game he starts. I think he comes in at after halftime uh, in in Pittsburgh. You know, I, I wasn't prepared for the question, but just looking at that, looking at the schedule, I don't think they'd want to make. I don't think that they would want him facing having the pressure of having his first game be against Green Bay or Tampa Bay. I could see San Francisco. Okay. Halftime of the San Francisco game, and then he has a full week to, with an extra day before playing on Monday night to get ready for the Monday night game against Pittsburgh. Okay. I. But I still stand by my comment that this team might redshirt him and have him learn follow follow the same path that Pat Mahomes did. You can you can make that you can say that that's what you actually think it's going to be. You we don't see him this year. Yeah, that is an acceptable answer, Rich. I didn't ask, I didn't ask if like what game he was going to start. I said, when do you think we're going to see him? If you don't think we're going to see him this year, you stand on that. Be confident. You've been saying it all. You've been saying it since we yeah. drafted him. Are you standing on that? Or are you going to say the San Francisco game? I think I, I think it would be better long term for him to redshirt, but I think between the media market. And the fan base saying that, hey, it's Andy Dalton sucks or Andy Dalton's not getting us the win. Let's see what Justin Fields can do. I think that's what's going to cause him to get into that ball game and his first start being against the Steelers on Monday night. Okay. Now, um, we are sitting at 53 minutes, so we do have a couple of quick hits and a uh, horse race to talk yeah. about. Uh, the Preakness. And uh, let's first get into the story behind um, the Kentucky Derby. The Derby champ, Medina Spirit, is facing a disqualification after a elevated level of an anti-inflammatory drug uh, that has been banned, or that, that is an, it is a legal drug for them to use. Yes. But the, within but, certain limits. Within but, a certain limit. The uh, amount that was in his system, which, by the way, apparently is uh, contaminant level traces, according to Bob Baffert, if you listen to him. But um, as of right now, Bob Baffert is being banned from entering horses in the Kentucky Derby because of this. 
uh, he went scorched earth and said he thought somebody was sabotaging him. He went scorched earth and said he thinks they're being unfairly targeted by by horse racing. And then the next day, and and he he flat out said we have never used this substance. <laughs> and then the next day he comes out and says, well. Apparently, we have this cream for this dermatitis that can that has this in it, and so we actually did use it. Uh, but I think we're okay because it was such a low amount. I'm gonna challenge the de- blah blah blah. You cheated, Bob. You got caught. Deal with it. Yeah, I, I didn't agree with him too of using the words of this is just culture cancel culture oh overreacting. yeah reacting overreacting it's like no yeah good no, good showing on the dan patrick show of him trying to to say he he's being framed he's being canceled blah 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 and then all of a sudden the next day it's nope i'm i admit it we use this stuff it was i didn't know that we were using it is he incompetent or is he a cheater that's the question i think he's both yeah, trying to be overconfident. I mean, I think that you could have gone and made that statement if you hadn't gone all scorched earth when the punishment came out of trying to defend yourself and saying, no, that that's not us. It didn't have any effect on the racehorses or saying that, well, yeah, I mean, it was, it caused that tainted because another horse, another horse went, went into the high that my horse was, yeah, my horse was eating. That's what caused the elevated levels. Yeah. It wasn't our fault. Yeah, it's it, it's an ugly look um, and a black eye on Bob Baffert and his his lengthy career, which apparently has had multiple incidences of cheating uh, scandals that have not fully come to light until recently. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was what it was what the Arcan the Derby's in Arkansas. I think had this some is apparently his system. fifth allegation of using illegal su- or using substances in an illegal manner. Hmm. Okay, um, so with that being said, we do have the Preakness being run today. Uh, Rich, who are you picking? I'm gonna go with Crowded Trade going okay. off at ten to one. Okay, um, I am going less of a long shot and going with Midnight Bourbon because, you know, right. I could use a Midnight Bourbon. Yeah, I was expecting you to go with Midnight Bourbon in the Derby last yeah. week. Last yeah. week as well, just based off of the name. So uh, you can catch that race over on NBC this afternoon. And now, Mike, let's go to some quick hits. Which Mike, one of these? Take... I'm going to I'll, I'll do the first one and okay. I'll try not to go super long on it. Um Tim Tebow has been signed to a one-year deal with the new with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end, um, and people are in outrage that he's doing it that the team signed him when other people could have uh, gotten that position. Rich, um, good, bad, ugly, and or uh, is it a problem? And yeah, I don't I don't see it as a problem. I kind of wonder why it took him so long to come off his high horse of no, I'm a quarterback. I'm not going to play for you if I can't play quarterback. Yep, that's a that's Where a great he point. Magically says that oh, tight end, I'm good. I mean, if anything, he owes Taysom Hill a big, big thank you for showing that maybe a marginal quarterback who can also be used as kind of like a gadget player can have a valid role on the team. Yep. So. I would also I, I would Jackson also argue. Here's the big thing. It's making it. He got a one year deal, yes. But those one year deals happen all the time. Basically, he's getting signed to the 90, 90 man roster to get brought into training camp. He hasn't made the team yet. No, exactly. He hasn't made the team yet, and you're flipping out that this is racist. You're gonna say that. That he's getting signed and and uh, Colin Kaepernick, that's another thing I've seen this week. Time out, mm-hmm. people. Colin's not willing to give up the dream of being a starting quarterback. Colin has not been playing professional athletics. Yes, it's the minor leagues. But the minor leagues is not, is not anything to bat an eye at. 
especially the fact that he got up to AAA and was going to be on their AAA roster this year. Tim Tebow getting signed right now, there's nothing to it. I don't know why anybody's making a big deal out of it. Let's see what happens if he makes the if he makes the 43 man roster. That's a huge deal. If he makes the 30, 43 man roster, a two things. There's two options here. One, mm-hmm. either he deserves to be on the 43 man roster, or two, he doesn't. If he doesn't, then we can make a deal out of it. But if he makes the 43 man roster, let's see how they use him when it when the season starts. Let's not start throwing things at him. For saying, oh, well, you just you signed Tim Tebow because it's white. No, you gotta people, you gotta slow down on this. Maybe he could be good enough. You know that he had to reshape his body to play baseball. Ask Bo Jackson what it takes to be in baseball and football at the same time. It's crazy. The speed that you have to have to play in baseball, even at the AAA level, is ridiculous. So he's had to improve his speed. He was he was still decently fast. But now he's, he had to have gotten better. I don't think that it's a big deal. Let's see what happens when he if he gets to the 43-man roster. That's a big thing for me. Um, yeah. Yep. Rich, to- what's... Totally agree, Mike. Let, what's let's the other... wait to see. If he makes the team, then you could make an argument yep. of he what's... didn't deserve it or he's only getting this chance yep. because... He has this past relationship with Urban Meyer. And, All and, right. and if he makes it, he makes it. Let's see what happens there. All right. And the final thing, the Oakland A's have received permission from Major League Baseball to look into relocating if a new stadium agreement can't be reached with the city of Oakland. Yeah. This is a tough one. I think there's been a lot of – the A's have not been – There's, I guess there's been a lot of – Proposals that have died <laughs> with the A's getting a better stadium situation with the city of Oakland. Every one of them has died. Yeah. Here's some things to think about first. Um, I mean, it's Oakland. They've been playing yeah. in the Coliseum for how long? Since the 60s. That place is done. Get out of there. It's a dump. Um, I'm going to say... You know, I, good good on them for for looking. I I'm gonna say they're gonna get close to a deal with another city. Oakland's gonna say, okay, okay, come on, we we look, we made this deal. We'll put up the stadium for you. I think that's gonna be what happens. Um, so where do you think they should go, Rich? Well, that's a tough one. The rumored cities that that I've seen are. The Charlotte, North Carolina area. Yep. Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. San Antonio or Austin, Texas. Yep. And I've seen Portland or Vegas as uh, options. Portland and Vegas are the two that I think are the, the leading candidates. I have a third one. Okay. Des Moines. Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, no. Come on, bring them to Des Moines! Moines. (laughs) No, they won't come to Des Moines, but I thought it was funny. I actually made that argument about Des Moines, Iowa. would be a great place. Because the S's are silent, but the city is buzzing. (laughs) That's right. Um, I've seen uh, Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver, uh, B.C. as a possible place. Or um, Montreal. I like Montreal. I, if Montreal's willing to bring them bring them in and give them give them a stadium, let's do it. I love that one. So, okay, folks. Yeah, I, I, but yeah, I ultimately I think I, I like your idea. I think it's ultimately Oakland is going to work. They'll work it out and they'll stay in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, worst case, I think they end up going to San Jose, which is only you know forty five minutes away. Um, oh, they've tried that one, Mike, and the Giants put the kibosh on it. Because that's within their territorial rights, and they won't give it up. Oh, okay. Well, they've tried that. <laughs> okay. Well, folks, um, that is our show this week. Uh, we have no shout-outs to give for comments. Uh, but, folks, if you want to give a comment, 
Check us out. 10.30s, we try to do the show most every week at 10.30. Check us out at facebook.com slash balls and sticks to podcast. Uh, or ball, facebook.com slash balls and sticks to find our podcast page. Uh, if you want to participate in our poll questions, once again, go to facebook.com slash fans of balls and sticks. If you want to watch the video, uh, you can e- do it at the Facebook page or now on YouTube, like Rich alluded to earlier. Rich, let's say they don't want to see our ugly mugs. What should they do? They can look for our podcast anywhere where you find your favorite podcasts. Just search for Balls and Sticks. Balls and Sticks, and you can take us on the road. Yep. Look for Rich and Mine's pretty face. If you find a, a pink background, that is a different show. So giving you the heads up on that. Um, and finally, uh, I have one shout-out to give Thursday with friend of the show, Solomon's Birthday. So, Salman Stroop, happy birthday, and we will see you next week, everybody. Uh, Rich, you got anything? Um, happy anniversary to my in-laws, uh, Karen and Ron, who celebrated their anniversary this past week. Yep. So, uh, thanks, folks. God bless. And, Rich, you know what it's time to do? It's time to roll the outro. Yes, it is. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.